there is a bone in Gilead to make the wounded To the choir master, a psalm of David. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame, and your righteousness deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress, and for your name's sake you lead me and guide me. You take me out of the net they have hidden for me. You are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. I hate those who pay regard to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love, because you have seen my affliction. You have known the distress of my soul, and you have not delivered me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief, my soul and my body also. For my life is spent with sorrow, and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity, and my bones waste away. Because all my adversaries, I have become a reproach, especially to my neighbors, and an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have been forgotten like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel. For I hear the whispering of many terror on every side as they scheme together against me, as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. O Lord, let me not be put to shame, for I call upon you. Let the wicked be put to shame. Let them go silently to Sheol. Let the lying lips be mute, which speak insolently against the righteous in pride and contempt. Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and worked for those who take refuge in you. In the sight of the children of mankind, in the cover of your presence, you hide them from the plots of men. You store them in your shelter from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has wondrously shown his steadfast love to me when I was in a besieged city. I said in my alarm, I am cut off from your sight. But you heard the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cried to you for help. Love the Lord, all you his saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who acts in pride. Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. Psalm 31 ESV. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Balm in Gilead. Grant, you sound like you're a little bit from the deeper south than normal. Yeah, you know, I did grow up in Florida, but uh, my 
my uh, southern twang didn't quite quite reach those proportions. I had a little help tonight. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. There's this guy named Justin. He does a really cool podcast. I don't know if you've heard of it. Does uh, both sound and worship, and if songs could preach, have you? Have you? Are you familiar? I, I, I have. I have. In fact, uh, in fact, I I once uh, uh, listened to that podcast. Uh, the if songs could preach, and I reached out to this guy. His name was Justin. You said, and uh, yeah, is he a nice guy? He is. I mean, he is. Uh, in fact, I, I asked him to be on this podcast, and I'm pretty sure. Oh. Is, is that is that wait is that you Justin is that are you there oh oh yeah yeah hey oh hey hey what's <laughs> up hey how's it going Justin <laughs> hey pretty good pretty good how about you guys not bad I mean I feel like we got a a real win here uh, getting you on the podcast this is uh, this is pretty awesome hey I appreciate it glad to be here glad I can help your uh, southern draw come out a little bit too Brant <laughs> well uh. <laughs> I'm not very good at accents, but I'll try. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Don't do that again, Grant. Um anyway, so just leave it to the professionals. A fun a fun little tidbit about about our our new friend Justin. Uh he is from Jackson, Tennessee, where I went hey. to college. And so we were actually in the same city there for a little bit. And and if that sounds kind of weird to you, his his wife <laughs> is from Rome, Georgia. And I actually spent time in Rome, Georgia at the same time that, that she was there. And I think we barely missed being in, this, in, in Rome at the same time when you were there, Justin. So that's kind of, I, I, yeah. I, I texted you and, and you were like, 706, are you from yeah. Rome? <laughs> <laughs> well, right, when in yeah. Rome, you say. When in Rome. Yes. That's right. Yeah. They, <laughs> and, uh, and they say, you know, most people say, you know, um, all roads lead to Rome. I, the way I, I, I understand it now is it takes every single dang road to get to Rome. Am I right? That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, we're not we're not really close to uh, to the interstate or anything, so it's, it's kind of hard to find us. But yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I thought that was crazy when I saw that seven oh six. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a small world. It sure is. It, it really is. And so uh, so we we've had we've had a lot of fun over the last couple months or so uh whenever since i reached out to you but uh i wanted to uh to go ahead and kind of just jump into this icebreaker uh meet and greet interview uh neither grant nor i have any follow-up uh but we wanted to no, no we're not that good we're, we're just not we just we're dropping <laughs> that ball and we don't really care we're we're just too excited <laughs> Um, and so traditionally, uh, we've had a couple of guests on here before. The first question that I have is what are your music recommendations for, for those of us listening to this podcast? Uh, what should I be listening to? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, I made a short little list here of, of songs that are of our artists that is that I, I like to refer people to. Um, so the first one would be the corner room. And I know you guys have mentioned them before. Once or twice. For uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Once or twice. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're really good. Or I, you know, the, it's hard to beat a group that's so rooted in scripture. Mm-hmm. So can't go wrong there. Uh, another group that I would definitely recommend, or it's actually a, a couple of guys who, who really missed out on the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, that would be Matt. Boswell and Matt Papa. Yeah. They definitely could have consolidated that, you know, that title a lot, but 
Yeah, they should have gone the Shane anyway. and Shane route and went Matt and Matt. Uh, I think we've we've right. mentioned we've mentioned that before. Matt and Matt. Either that or the the Boswells and the Papas. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that would be yeah an option. That could be, especially for sixties. I think if um, music. I think maybe. if their wives were involved. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that That's would, right. Yeah. We'll we'll call them up. Well, later. yeah, yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I'm sure we could <laughs> no, reach awesome. out to. <laughs> yes, definitely. And uh, another one. Speaking of Southern draw, um, <laughs> would be my soul among lines. And I don't know if if your listeners have heard of of this group before. They probably have, but uh, they don't. They don't hide that accent at all, which is just beautiful. Uh, another group would be Norton Hall Band. Um, and moving to the final two are, are two that I'm not sure that many people have heard of. You guys may have covered them. Uh, but the first one would be Joe Deegan. Um, he is with RYM Worship as well. Um, so definitely check him out, I would say. And the final one is is a really, really new artist to me. I hope I'm saying his name right, but... Uh, it's Brian Sauve. At least that's what it is to me. I hope that's what it actually is. I think it's but, Suave. Uh, Suave. Okay. Yeah. No, I can see like that. Rico. I can see that. Uh, he is actually, <laughs> I think, personal friends with um, with the Sheologians. Oh what? yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Yeah, because they they talked no about kidding. him. Yeah, they talked about him on a recent episode. But he put out he put out a couple songs and then a, a longer still in the EP, but uh, of Psalms. Mm-hmm. And those are in the uh, the playlist. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, haven't heard of Joe Deegan before. Uh, Reformed Youth Ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like, oh, wow, they have quite a few albums. They've, uh, I, I mean, if they're in the Reformed Youth Ministry, is that like a... Um, is that through, you know, like a school or... Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it, Do you know it much may about very them? well me. Yeah, I don't know a lot um, about them. I have heard some of their music, and uh, all that I've heard has been really good. But um, I would say for Joe Deegan, the song "Another Son." I just thought of it. If if you uh-huh. if you have not heard that one, that is an excellent song uh, to check out to get started on Joe Deegan. Well, I'll look that. Well, one up. I that am good. rapidly. Email or yeah, there it is. Okay, I see. We'll put that one in the show notes for sure. Yeah, nice. So that's who you kind of listen to on a casual basis. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, there's there's some other artists too, but definitely, yeah. I feel like those are some pretty safe ones to recommend uh, to to listeners of sound worship music. So yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, they most of those names are no stranger to us as well. Um, so. When you are in church, what mm-hmm. songs uh, do you sing? And have you heard in church, or do you would you love to hear in church? But just uh, just what songs do you think are just the best for the body? Yeah, so I have a couple of examples for that. Uh, I was actually in a, a service recently, um, a great church that's here near the Rome area. Uh, I don't know if, if many people have, would know, but the church is actually in Calhoun, Georgia, 
right down the road. But uh, the song Psalm 150, uh, I think it's by the Gettys. I think they have a version of it, and they they perform with Matt Boswell, I know, um, on this. It's a great song. Uh, and I, I enjoyed singing that with the body. Uh, it, it really, it was a great joyful worship, uh, you know, setting where everyone was, was really engaged, I guess, in singing the song. So it was great. Uh, that was actually the first time I'd heard that, crazily enough. I've heard of tons of Getty songs, but that one was new to me. Uh, and then there's this another really really new song. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but uh, a mighty fortress. Oh, mighty fortress. Um, <laughs> yeah, super new. Yeah, no, it sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, it was in that. Yeah. Was, that one was uh, it was written in seventeen, right? Like uh, like fifteen. I think 15, right. 15, yeah, that, that, that's oh yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there a particular uh, artist, or is there a particular version of that song that you uh, really like? Well, I keep saying this person's name a ton, but uh, Matt Boswell. Mahalo Jackson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I like her too. But um, it's close. Yeah. Matt Boswell's version. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I'll put version. that one in there. Yeah. Yeah. Matt. Matt Boswell. He's he's pretty good, I guess. Yeah. He's he's decent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he, Matt Boswell. I don't think we were at Southern at the same time, or else I probably would have known. But. Right. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. So I know I mentioned Norton Hall Band earlier. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that they're affiliated with Southern, too. Which a lot since, of good stuff coming. Since Norton Hall is at Southern, like the, act, right. the actual <laughs> hall, it probably is, I would, I would assume. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are they really? Is that where they get their name? I believe so. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all remember, but there was a band called 10th Avenue North. Mm-hmm. A while ago, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. they actually took their name from a road that I used to drive on every day there in Florida because it went right in front of uh, Palm Beach Atlantic okay. uh, University or college or whatever. Where, incidentally, uh, one of my high school friends is a uh, volleyball coach there and doing very well. Interesting. Oh wow! So there's a little tidbit. Yeah, I used to drive. That you probably didn't want. I used to drive <laughs> over the river and through the woods to get to work. <laughs> like the actual river in the actual woods. Well, th- oh. That was just called that or no, what? no, no, no. Like over the river and through the woods, like those, that river to grandmother's and, house we go. Yeah. But I went to Beloco, <laughs> which is a restaurant, but it was, it was the mystic river and the woods that are over by it. it which is what it was. That's wild, man. Yeah. It's Boston for you. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Boston. I've been there twice and I love it. It's it's but, pretty uh, it's pretty we're pretty at home here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, at this point, I think I just want to turn the floor over to you, Justin, for a little bit. I've uh, you've got a few different projects that you're working on, and uh, if you don't mind, just kind of talk about them for a while. Uh, you got your if songs could preach podcast, and also just sound and worship in general. I would I would love to just hear more about the the story behind why you. Um, why you felt the the desire to to start each one? Uh, what each one is about? Um, if you were kind of giving the uh, the elevator pitch, but you, the elevator gets stuck and you have as much time as you want, you know that thing. Sounds good. Yeah, excellent definitely. introduction there. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, don't be too afraid. The elevators just stop for a couple of hours. Uh, go ahead and. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. We'll see how how long this 
you know, elevator ride is, but, uh, but yeah, definitely starting from the beginning. Um, I'll start with just sound and worship in general. Uh, that's kind of chronologically how everything started with what I've worked on with worship music. Uh, so I always, you know, preface this by saying that sound and worship started out of my failures. Uh, this is a few years ago. Um, I had always heard people talk about, you know, Bethel and Hillsong and uh, especially older people would say, you don't, you don't need to do anything with Hillsong. And, and I just thought, uh, you know, they're out of touch. Uh, you know, they, they don't know what they're talking about. Um, but it was when I started, I had a, actually had a long commute to work and I started listening to uh, various podcasts where I kept hearing that same kind of warning as well. Uh, one of which would have been a uh, wretched radio and uh, by, with Todd Frill. It's a, a podcast that I've listened to a ton and uh, that one, that they kind of kept hitting on the, the problems with kind of word of faith, worship music and, and, you know, how that's kind of a gateway into word of faith teaching and uh, amongst all, a lot of other issues in that regard. Uh, so that kind of built up in me. I kind of started thinking about what I was singing, you know, why was I, you know, was I taking worship music serious or did I really care like I should? Uh, so I would be in church services as well and I would hear those songs and eventually it just got to the point where I, I was tired of hearing those songs and, and, and worship settings on Sunday mornings, uh, I got tired of, of not really feeling like I should be involved in singing. And also, you know, I was, uh, I'm an audio guy, so I helped out with audio. Didn't feel right being a part of, you know, helping those platforms grow. So the idea came for Sound and Worship, and I'd, I always try to make puns uh, at any point in life. Um, Puns to me are always a good idea. So I came up with the name sound and worship. You know, sound is sound doctrine. Uh, worship is not all only music, but if we're talking about sound with worship, then we kind of combine sound and worship. So it's just some, some light pun there. Um, but def I founded sound and worship, uh, started learning how to code at, at about that time. Uh, coded a website from scratch and have uh, made various updates to it over the, the years. But um, the main goal with Sound and Worship was really just to send out a loving warning to brothers and sisters about the dangers of mainly Bethel Music and their huge platform and, and just other, uh, you know, quote-unquote ministries that are producing music that are really having a huge impact in, you know, reaching a lot of people. But the, the problem obviously is, is that those ministries are, are their false teaching, just plain and simple. So I created Sound and Worship as a way to, to lovingly warn brothers and sisters, and also as a way to prove and to give other resources to brothers and sisters in Christ of artists who are not about what Bethel and Hillsong are about. Um, it's hard to believe. I mean, if you go to a, uh, you know, a, a church with a contemporary service nowadays, it's hard to believe that there's actually other 
artists than Bethel and Hillsong. <laughs> There's uh, elevation. Until you start looking. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that's another passion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some great one. <laughs> oh me, but yeah, definitely. So there, those those kind of you know four or five, a handful that you only hear, ironically enough, uh, in worship settings. So I just want to set out to to give alternatives of artists like the ones I mentioned earlier. Um, always want to point out that no artist is perfect, obviously. Um, and it's no guarantee that any artists that we find will stay on the right path. I pray that they all would, but uh, we don't put our faith in, in worship artists. But if I can re- recommend worship artists who are, you know, grounded biblically, biblically and uh, about sound doctrine and not about, you know, a, emotionalism and things like that, then that's that's really what sound and worship is about. That's good. So, and then if songs could preach, um, I told you guys I'm an audio guy, so uh, I, I wanted to use that, I guess, skill set to create a podcast. I'd always got, kind of wanted to start a podcast for a while and um, just had the idea of kind of talking about how songs kind of can preach a sermon to us if you if you want to think about it in that way uh, you know every song has a message and uh, it's really just a podcast about taking songs talking about who wrote the songs and uh, talking about what what they meant when they wrote the song oftentimes you can you know I, I cover old artists and new ones um, but just talking about you know what makes the song preach if you will so that's basically about those two. And then uh, as far as what else is going on right now, there is a uh, kind of this secret online project Ooh, that I'm doing. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, it sounds yeah. secret. It, well, it was a secret. Uh, it was a secret until just a, a couple of seconds ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm trying to restore some hymns. And I met this guy named Brian. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good name, and uh, you know he he he's a good singer. He sings worship music and uh, has kind of he's some of the similar. Voice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. And uh, so he has this song that we've been working on, and I just keep peeling back the layers of this secret. But um, he has a song called "Love Lifting Me," and. Uh, we should have, you know, a version of that coming out somewhat in the near future. But uh, working on that song with Brian, uh, which is one of the voices you're hearing right now. Yeah, so that, that'd, that'd be, that'd be much, my voice in case you haven't figured right. out the, uh, right. the, the joke yet. Uh, yeah, good, I, I made the connection. You did. Good job. Yeah. The text I sent you earlier, the text I sent you earlier today probably didn't didn't help. But um uh, yeah, so a uh, buddy of mine at church, his name is is uh, is Joel. Uh, also Brian. No. Yes, it's not, not. He's not also Brian. It's Joel. So Joel, <laughs> uh, we went over to his house the other day for, for dinner, and he was like, hey, you want to go downstairs to my basement and just play some guitars and stuff? And so I went downstairs, and he has like a total like recording studio decked out there with amps everywhere and guitars everywhere. No. And oh, I was wow. like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I just picked up an acoustic and was just messing around. And he just grabbed his bass and he was doing all sorts of sweet licks and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I got a project for you. 
And so I sent it to him and and he he put in some electric guitar and some bass guitar and it's it's really, really he's way better than I am. So uh I was gonna say, I mean I I wasn't gonna say he's way better than you are, just, <laughs> but I will say that it's really good. Uh and I've only just sent a couple of messages to Joel and you guys and uh, you know it he's really good. He's he's made a key difference in that song yeah. and, and when people hear it, you know, they'll they'll definitely agree. <laughs> and and if you're listening to this now and you're wondering when am I going to hear this, hopefully at the end of this episode it'll be our sign out music. Hopefully. Yeah. What? Yes. That's that's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> I only heard the rough draft today. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, so cool. It, and it may not it really be a, sounds great. It may not be a final draft that you hear at the end of this episode, but you'll hear a draft. Well, that's so, okay. Right. It's yeah. kind of like a special behind the scenes sort of right. thing for our our be- our biggest fans, really. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, um, speaking of him restorations and super secret projects, uh, I know that you you talked about um, doing some him restorations on your podcast. Um, so how are how are those projects going? I know that you have been working on some. I know you did one with your grandpa as well, which is pretty cool. Yes, yes. So uh, it's been going slower, I will say. Um, I'll go ahead and say this, too, for the first time on a podcast, but my wife is actually uh, almost 21 weeks pregnant. So Woo, things have what? been a little bit... Right, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Is this like your first or how many? Uh, it's, it's my second. So second. Awesome. I, I par- partly lost you know, half of my mind. The first go round, so looking to go ahead and lose the well, rest just, of it. Just but. wait until the sixth go around, my friend. Just wait until the oh, sixth my go around. Ooh, I cannot imagine. Yeah. <laughs> oh me, but yeah, it, it's going. Um, I yeah, like you said, I did do that that project with my grandparents, my um, my granddad, uh, who I call Grampy. Uh, mm-hmm. He has been a Southern gospel singer since he was nineteen years old. That's pretty cool. Um, what? Yeah. No way. So, yeah, that's right. So, got to work with him, and uh, that was that was a really neat project. And also, my my grandmother was on was on the, that song as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the song was "The Love of God." I don't know if you guys have have, have heard that, but I think that's the short version. Um, it was really called "The Love of God Is Greater Far." Uh, that might give listeners. They might say, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay, I know, I know that song." But um, got to work with him, and uh, I would count what we're doing. You know, with mm-hmm. love lifting me, it's sort of a him restoration. So it's going um, slowly but surely, but it's going slowly but surely. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about the future of your your project and and my project and just the uh, mm-hmm. how they've interacted with each other. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Oh yeah, so, definitely. Help me out here. What do you guys mean when you say hymn restoration? Yeah, so just finding hymns that may not be sung as much anymore, or you know, if you were to go on to Spotify or Amazon and search for a hymn and realize it's not there, uh, basically a way to to restore those hymns, or maybe even take a hymn uh, and just kind of sing it in a different way. Um, that would be what kind of what I mean on that. And Brian, I don't know if you have any more context on that too. Yeah, um, I'd say for me, one of it would be like when you go on a Spotify and you look for him, and the only one you find is just just a really terrible recording that just doesn't <laughs> do it justice. And you're like, man, I just want like 
especially as a worship leader, when you're going to do this, this hymn on Sunday, it's like, I can't find any recording of this to send to my band. Right. Um, and so yeah, I, and then when you do, it's like some cathedral recording oh, yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah and it's, <laughs> it's either a really bad recording quality or it's really bad vocal instrumental, all of that quality. And so, mm-hmm. um, so you end up having to just record something yourself really quick and send it out to them. And, and then you probably messed up or something and, and it's great. <laughs> but Speaking from experience. <laughs> um, I mean, I know that bands like Indelible Grace, this would be kind of what we're referring to. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt, Bos- yeah. Matt Boswell as well does a lot of that. Um, but a lot of those bands that are on Spotify, they do the same 10 to 20 mm-hmm. hymns over and over again. So the there's like a, a small list of hymns that have a lot of representation and then a lot of just really rich hymns that have nothing. Like uh like right. like there there is a bomb in Gilead was a really good hymn that there's just there's only there's only <laughs> I like our rendition. I do I still want to re-record that yeah. though. Yeah, that yeah. that that'll be just good. Just to get a little bit crisper. Yeah. <laughs> to where it doesn't sound like I say um every time I hear myself sing it, it sounds like I say uh, in pain instead of in vain. Um <laughs> <laughs> And now, and yeah, now, I never noticed that. And now, listener, every time you hear it, you'll you'll think <laughs> you'll hear that in pain. But no, well, they're probably listening to it at two times speed, so it it's goes true. by so fast. That is they don't true. Even know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, is there? Did you have any uh, final comments before we go on to the the next thing on the show, Doc? Yeah, that, that's really about it. Yeah, yeah. I think I, pre- I think I covered it. That was a long elevator ride. <laughs> it was, and and uh, that's all right. That's what we're after. <laughs> it is. It is what we're after. And I, I hear that if everyone jumps at the same time, then the doors will open. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'll, let's try that. Uh, one, all right. Uh, we'll, we'll everybody, hold hands one, here. Two, uh, three, three, and oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. All right. all right. It worked. It's amazing. All right. I don't know. I mean, for you guys uh, who aren't don't have video, um, you know, I, I it was an amazing uh, feat of yes, coordination. It was. And the three of us have are, are now safely on the other side of Very these elevator doors. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, so this next segment, Grant and I had this. We've had this idea to do this for a while, but we know each other too well to be able to really do this. So we thought. <laughs> so we thought, hey. We have a guest on the show. He'll get a kick out of this. And so I have given you, Justin, I've given you nothing. I've told you something's coming, and I have not told you what it is. Um, (laughs) I have to say, is it the time to reveal? uh, We we will reveal it in just just a second. I I will also say. This is more secret than your secret project. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's super secret. Yeah, more scary, too. It is. (laughs) So, uh, so the beginning of season one on it's actually season one episode two. We did uh, we did a game. Grant and I played probably uh, our most popular episode our most ever. popular episode. That's not true. No, nine nineties CCM uh, like horse where we would quote lines <laughs> of songs and we had to guess what the name of the song was, who the artist was, all that stuff. So season two, we and that was that was a fun. It was fun. Go back and listen to episode two, like the first forty five minutes of it, I think. Um, and then season two, episode two, we did. I 
I did Grant's favorite band and Grant did my favorite band to see who was a better fan of their favorite band. And it turned out that I, I am way more of a fan of, of Switchfoot than he is of Newsboys. <laughs> it was about 110 to zero, it was. I believe was the score. And I, and I edited, mm. I actually edited down the episode to make it sound a lot closer than it was. <laughs> but, <laughs> You're but, being kind to me. Was. It's funny because I listened to like almost the entire catalog of Newsboys yeah. songs prior to yeah. going on air. It was fun. And I... I floundered. Yeah. So anyway, mm, we was, we recorded yeah, for so terrible. long. Like I can only record for like an hour at a time because I use cheap software. And uh, and we, it had stopped recording. And I don't know how long we went before we realized, oh, we're not even recording anymore. We're just having fun. And so it was it was a lot of fun. So we are going to let you have that same kind of fun. We're going to play this mm, super yes. secret game thingy. And it is called... Love song or praise song? Oh, God nice. or the girl? God or the girl? You got to decide. <laughs> Who is Who's the song about? Is it a love song or is it a praise song? And so oh, we got a goodness. few for you. So we have some good. We have we got some good songs. We got some bad songs. We got some mediocre songs. Hopefully, hopefully you're gonna have fun. Uh, I totally let Grant take control of this. So, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, so here are the rules. The rules are simple. Grant's going to read you uh, a line or two from a song, and you have to say, God or girl. Oh, me. And then <laughs> and then Grant will reveal who the singer was, what the name of the song was, and all that. And, and then we can have some banter about whether it's really, yeah. you know, what. <laughs> yeah, we'll, just ta- we'll take it Is however it goes. Is this just going to be like, is this going to be like listening to Caleb or something? Or hey, if you guys have Caleb, we we, we, we do. We do. Um, yeah. I live in the buckle of the Bible Belt. Are you kidding me? Uh, There's a gotcha. church on every corner over here. We gotcha. have we have our own <laughs> we we have our own radio station here in St. Louis called a uh, uh, 99.1 Joy FM, and it's mm. it's pretty good. Joy nice. FM, yeah, they, uh, they're an outfit, aren't they? Like they have, I, I've heard of them elsewhere too. I think. I think. I, could swear I think that they're might. Like mm-hmm. It's they don't pipe it in the same music though. It's all locally ah. DJ'd. Anyway, well, super secret game thingy, go now. All right, are you ready, Justin? I think I'm as ready as possible. So. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> the first song for you to decide. I'm going to just just say the words because I'm no good. At trying to do anything else. And, you know, it would give it away if we sang it. It would. <laughs> uh, all right. So near to your heart, I rest in your arms. Justin, is that from a love song or a praise song? Oh, goodness. Yeah, you, you've made this tough, Grant, for sure. Well, uh. I didn't go easy on you, Justin. I apologize <laughs> for that. I'm also trying uh. to make a polemical point, so... I'm going to guess love. That's a good guess. I mean, it's really more about God's love in this case. It's it called I Rest in Your Arms, Cardiphonia. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. That's that's, but, um, that's one that, that we actually do in family worship at my house, so it's a good one. <laughs> nice. Okay. It is, a, it is a good one, though. Hey, and great guess, too. Um, I applaud <laughs> I you. I like chance, the, so. the, like, the forwardness of, the, of it. You're just like all in. You're just yeah. love song. God, God, God or girl, God or girl. That 
Yeah. God or girl. Right. Okay. They're, they're all they're all love well, songs. We're just gonna be honest. They're all love songs. But is, it God, <laughs> is it God or girl? As I look over this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you ready for number two? I think so. Okay. And now I'm changed, and now I'm stronger. Mm. Love song, praise song, God or the girl. Mm. I'm gonna guess God. I mean, okay, it's uh, <laughs> Something in the Water by Carrie Underwood. Oh. And the entire song, I will say, is um, interesting. Uh, it was written yeah. for a movie, isn't that right, Brian? I think it was on a uh, movie. I don't know if it was written for a on movie. On a movie. But well, she sang it in a passion. Mm. So it is, it is it, God. I mean, you got it right. It's about getting baptized, yeah, right? It is. It's, it's about... It is, but it's about getting baptized, and now I'm changed. Now I'm stronger. There must have been something yeah. in the water. Yeah, oh, wow. it uh, it, it kind of makes a mess of any. Uh, I mean, you're a Baptist, I understand, but uh, I mean, it makes a mess of 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 your understanding of baptism as well as ours. I, I would say. Oh, we all and, had yeah. we all had the same view of baptism when we got baptized. So. Oh really? Yeah. Man, you didn't cover that part. Did I miss it? I was I was I was born and raised Baptist. It wasn't until recently. Oh, that's right. You were. Yeah. Okay. So I'm the only one who is um, baptized properly. Good. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out right now before you know. It's all right. Most of okay. my most of my kids have been baptized properly. So. Well. Um, yeah. Anyway, hey. I I will oh, not man. go down that path tonight. I was say, um, I'm going to have to call uh, John MacArthur. Let me hold on. Give me just a second. Let me try and get it. <laughs> <laughs> John, oh, John, man. are you there? Oh, Johnny. Man. John? Oh, man. <sighs> I have another one for you. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it goes, all my love, all my love, all my love. You can have it all. Oh, wow. This sounds like every Hillsong song. Um, I'm going to, oh, man. I'm going to guess God. But, Ooh, but okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any reasoning that you want to like kind of pair with that? Or, I mean, you, you mentioned it um, sounds like every Hill song. Yeah. Song song. It, it just from those lyrics, and I could be wrong, but it, it seems like it's, it's, it's like technically supposed to be about God, but it sounds like it could be girl. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, it, could it, be it, wrong. Sounds, it sounds like every Hill song song, but it also sounds like every Bethel song. Oh, nice. Because nice. it is Alabaster Heart by oh. Bethel. Definitely, and I, definitely, I will say, I mean, you look up their lyrics and it's, you know, page after page of the same lyrics over and over again. In fact, you know, you, you normally see like verse one, verse two, bridge, chorus, that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, here they have, you know, verse one, verse, uh, th- there's usually like one verse, there's a chorus, and then there's just like spontaneous. And I think this mm. comes from one of those uh, sections of uh, this particular song. So, so like it's Alabaster still going Heart, right now. Bethel. It's like the live it is version still, is still somebody, going. It is singing right now in the IHOP. It's it's still going. <laughs> yep. All right. Nice. <laughs> um, love you to all my friends who... Anyway, um, the next song. Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> oh, I love the way you hold me. By my side, you'll always be. You take each and every day, make it special in some way. Is that girl okay. or God? 
I know this one. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be about God, but yeah, I, it's okay. similar, similar to my last response. I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Lord, I love the way you hold me. Yeah. The first time I heard That's this true. song, I thought like we were we were traveling. My wife and I were in a car doing a car like just a road trip. We were just you know you turn on the radio, you scan until you find a station, and then this song was on. We were just thinking, oh, it's a nice little pop song, and then it gets to the chorus, and and at the very <laughs> end, it's. Lord, I love the way you hold him. We're like, what? What? Wait, 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 what? And yeah, Jamie Grace, <laughs> I love the way you hold me. It's a, it's God, but it's really a boy. Yeah. It's really a boy in that case, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's, it, it is a song. And this is, I guess, maybe where we debate the, <laughs> what it really, it truly is. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like so a, I have a, a, another song here. Um, okay. And it goes unconditional, unconditionally. <laughs> I will love you unconditionally. There is no fear now. Let go and just be free. I will love mm. you unconditionally. Is that mm. a love song or a praise song? I'm going to go with girl on this one. I think. Your reasoning, sir. It sounds so familiar. Like that should be, it's like, a, I've heard that before, but I've not heard it in a long time. Well, your reasoning should um, be, you have. your reasoning should be because she kissed a girl and she liked it. Oh, Miss, Miss Perry. Yeah. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that sounds about unconditionally. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I was hoping that the unconditional part might throw you off. Like it's trying to make some sort of, you know, agape <laughs> sort of, you know, reference there, but. So Grant and I were recently on a podcast, and and one of the the hosts of, of Presby Cast said that the truest praise song was "Unconditional" by Katy Perry. And so we, <laughs> oh wow! And so we, we had to we had to use that one. He he was nice. joking to be clear. Oh um, yeah, I figured yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> well, uh, I do have a few more here. Are you ready? I think so. I'm, I'm going right. to persevere through these. No. You're doing so well. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's, yeah, amazing. All right. Here it goes. If my simple words are not, are, well, boy, I blew it already. If my simple words are just not enough, let me stop by saying you're all I want. Is that a love song or a praise song? Oh, goodness. It sounds like a, a love song. It sounds like girl. Man, you are so good. <laughs> um, I, you know, the song is called Made to Fall in Love by Daniel Caesar. Oh. Cesar? I don't know. I don't know. I don't anyway, <laughs> I'd not heard it before, but I read that and I'm like, come on. That could mm. totally be, I, I, I could hear a praise song being, you know, having those very words in it. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Was there a, a give a giveaway? A t- like, what what kind of tipped you off? Ah, uh, I, I just had that feel. Honestly, he's okay. just had that feel. He, he's counting <laughs> <Man>. cards. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't even make these like even or anything. Well, I don't think I did. Uh, it wasn't on purpose. If I did, <laughs> <laughs> copious amounts of research, sir. All right. Uh, here we go. Over the riots, above all the noise, and through all the worry, I still hear your voice. Mm. Is that a love song or a praise song? That sounds like an attempt at at a at a praise song. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. You say attempt at a praise song. Yes. You want to explain your your thoughts there a little it, bit. It just it sounds now. Once again, I definitely could be wrong. It just sounds okay. like it's it's one of those kind of songs I was referencing earlier. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, but it's it, kind. Of, it's a guess. Yeah. It, it definitely could be. Uh, this it, song it is called "Us." Yes. Yeah. Definitely. By James Bay. Oh, okay. <laughs> it definitely sounds like it could be coming from the Porter's Gate. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I was. Because you and you, uh, Brian and I were texting about this, and he's like, "You should put something in by Porter's Gate." And I was like, "Okay." And I was like looking at their stuff, and I was like, "Eh, I'm just not." And then I saw this one, and I was like, "Perfect." Yeah, there you go. So, um, yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. Um, and I, I, I picked just the right words there that uh, you let you know. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Next song. To not know who I am, but still know that I'm good long as you're here with me. Is that a love mm. song or a praise song? Oh, man. Hmm. I'm going to guess God again. Any, any particular reasoning there? Uh, way that you it, want it, thinking about that? It sounds so similar to all <laughs> to the ones I've been guessing that that just seemed like an attempt. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, you know, with more context, I you know I could change my mind. But but yeah, we don't give you context. Okay. That's what I'm gonna That's go with. The point. <laughs> The yeah, point is to try that. to shame and embarrass you, Justin. I thought <laughs> I think you knew it's this. working. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is not the point. Uh, this is actually "I Like Me Better," a provocative yeah. title by the name uh, by the artist Love Love L A U V. I'm that just fancy. not very good at pop culture. I that's probably good. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, I like me better. Isn't that interesting? Uh, I like me better with you is is kind of like the full title kind of thing. But mm. um, uh, isn't that, uh, you know, you have I like me. So two personal pronouns applied to yourself, you know, in the mm. song about love, which uh, as we hopefully uh, think about, you know, love is really more about others, not ourself. But right. anyway. provocative title everything's about me um all right i have one more song you're doing really well i've been keeping copious notes and you are ahead eight to two probably oh good i just made that up (laughs) yeah we're we're not we're not keeping score we don't keep score on this show there's that that is also we we, if we did i would lose yeah we we can't have that we tried the first (laughs) we tried on the first game and i and in editing, we realized, yeah, we we weren't like keeping track at all. We, we were- <laughs> <laughs> all right, last one. Here it is. You see it all. Still, you want me. How you love me. How you love me. Is that mm. a love song or a praise song? God or the girl? I'm going with God. Going with God on it. I I think you might be right. Uh, it is called As I Am by Hillsong Young and Free. The, uh, oh, Young and Free. Y plus F um, version of the the song on the hill. Yes. Nice. Um, I heard this song. It was added to my Spotify. I always am amazed at what happens to crop up in Spotify uh, <laughs> Friday 
you, you know, my, my Friday playlist or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, was listening, we, my wife and I and kids were traveling and that popped up and I looked at my wife and I said, this is a good one for love song or praise song. So <laughs> oh my how, to, goodness. how to drop it in there. <laughs> we, we listened to it's, one Chris Tomlin song for research. <sighs> really? Yeah, we, we did. Remember we, yeah. Which one? Wa- waterfall. Oh, waterfall. Mm. Ah, yeah. I forgot. That was last show. That was. I thought you meant for this. No, we, 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 listen, like, we listened to one that. Chris Tomlin song for, for research and, and then Spotify just gets all confused. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, it's it's almost like they're playing what everyone's listening to yeah. and what makes them the most money. Oh, man, they <laughs> they really, really try to, like, push the Porter's Gate on me. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Are, are, you, are, you, familiar, are you familiar with the Porter's Gate at all? I have heard that name. Um, it sounds very familiar. Yeah, they are the epitome of, like, social justice progressive mm. christianity uh they literally have a song called oh sacred neck now wounded oh i heard about that i yeah. heard about that yeah oh wow yeah that that's interesting right there so I, is that what you guys th- mean by recovering him older hymns <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I i don't know about recovering <laughs> i think i think i'm recovering still but- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So first game, first game down. Uh, how, how do you feel? How do you feel, Justin? Um, my brain feels pretty mushy right now. Yeah. Um, in the, in the love song kind of way, in the love song kind so, of way. Uh, yeah. So there's a, there's a uh, podcast called uh table talk radio. They're, they're a bunch of Lu- or a couple Lutheran guys. They, they did a, a version hmm. of the game, praise song or love song. And, and it, it was if you lose, if you guess wrong, then you have to you have to text the lyric to your wife. Oh wow, <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, you didn't lose though. You, didn't you lose. got most of these right, so <laughs> that's good. That's good because I mean, you know, I my wife's twenty twenty one weeks pregnant. You know what? Yeah, okay, I think we're good. We're gonna keep. I the mean. Peace. All right, because you could always text her. <laughs> you could always, you could always. And now I'm changed, now, and now, now I'm, I'm stronger. Now I'm stronger. <laughs> I don't know which one I'd pick for you. Uh, there, there's got to be some bad ones in here. Yeah, yeah. My wife would give I, me a a look if was, I texted any of these to her. What was the alabaster one? <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, all my love. All my, all my love, love. All my all love. love. You can have it all. You can have it all. But then it's repeated ad infinitum. <laughs> yeah. Ad nauseum. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So, <laughs> so that was fun. It is. It, it's getting late there in Georgia. We want to make sure that you uh, <laughs> yeah. still are able to, to uh, have a wonderful Lord's Day experience yes. and not be too sleepy. So, <laughs> so we're gonna, what do you think about taking it to the main topic? Main topic sounds pretty sure. good. Okay, sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. So for our main topic, which is actually our kind of our supplemental topic, I'd probably say the main topic was probably the icebreaker. That happens. Um, let we're going to talk about uh, season two, uh, kind of an overview of of what we talked about, and because uh, this, as as you may have figured out, is season three, episode one. We made it. We made it to season three. Whoever thought we would make it to season three, Grant? 
Well, not me, but um, I'm just a negative Nelly. Especially since we started at season zero. So this is actually our fourth season. Um, we were like, really? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> setting ourselves up for failure there. Yeah. Yeah, we were. So uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about season two. Um, I'm going to re-address uh, the, the questionnaire. Um, just go over any changes that we've made because we made a couple. And we're going to talk about what to expect in season three and uh, and maybe some changes that are coming up in season three. And then we're just going to chat a little bit. No, about we're that. not going away. We're not going away. Just no, we're assuaged that going, fear. we're going strong. We, if that was fear, we have at least three more seasons worth of topics um, in the in the books. So I'm going to pull up the old questionnaire. And uh, kind of go over what we uh, where we are. So season right. season two, we we talked about the the psalm model, and uh, and I'm going to just read through that and see where we were. Um, the psalm model does the song follow one or more of the models of worship gleaned from the psalms? Uh, lament. Does the song address God as God, bring a legitimate grievance to God, rooted in the direct and or indirect consequences of sin, and rest in the promises of God? Praise. Does the song exalt and or magnify the person, name, and or word of God for who he is, what he has done, and or what he will do through adoration, blessing, and or Thanksgiving. Petition and supplication. Does the song appeal to God's omnipotence and request his help through divine intervention or through supplying critical needs from a position of helplessness and humility? And call to action. Does the song call the listener toward the authentic worship of God alone, spreading the fame of God throughout the world? and or growing in unity with one another. So season two, we, we focused on, on these. We worked through this, uh, through this question, uh, and um, I, I really enjoyed going through this. I think that I, I can speak for myself, and I think I speak for you as well, Grant, that um, we have a much more uh, respect for the Psalms, not just as Scripture, but as... Um, almost as like a mirror as a reflection of ourselves and our emotions and how we can, uh, how we can express our emotions correctly through, through the Psalter. Um, I know for myself, I have uh, been singing Psalms more with my kids. Now what, what I sing is probably not considered a quote unquote Psalm through someone who is a Psalmody exclusive, but um, just singing through the truths of the scripture and the found in the Psalter. And, uh, I, I feel a much deeper walk with God through that. Um, did you want to touch on any of that grant before I move on to the next? Yeah. Um, I felt one of our best episodes was when we had Jim on to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he talks about is how, um, Calvin talks about the Psalms as the, mm -hmm. the, the anatomy of the soul. Yeah. 
And when he began to internalize that a little bit, it really helped him understand that it was almost like the Psalms were reading him. And I, I like, I get that um, a little bit more now. Um, if you're out there and you're like, just good grief, all these songs that we're singing in church aren't really measuring up. They're just kind of amounting to uh, raw emotionalism, or maybe they're just so shallow as to be useful, useless. I encourage you to turn to the Psalms, um, buy yourself a little Trinity hymnal or something, download the free 1650 Psalter app, and just maybe start going through some of those because those are uh, rich doctrine expressed in the Psalms through song. And it's really quite amazing. Uh, I would encourage any of, any of you all to, to do that. I think that would be uh, really helpful. At least it has been for me. And it uh, sounds like you as well, Brian. Yeah. And, and I'm going to put in the show notes of this episode. I don't know if we, if it made it into last episode or not, but uh, I've been working through my, my Salter playlist and uh, I have it uh, nearly completed. It's, it's very organized now, at least. Um, and it's, this is, That's these are something. modern songs. A lot of them have Psalter texts, but with more modern tunes, some of them have the more traditional tunes, but that are just recorded very well. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's 48 hours of, of Psalter mm-hmm. and songs. five minutes in five minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. a lot of that was two days and five minutes. A lot of that was uh, thanks to a band that we, that I found, this week called the rockin Psalms R O C K I N apostrophe. Um, mm. He released three albums in 2021, uh, each with 50 songs on them or with close to 50 or 49. And he has skipped 119 for now, but I'm pretty sure that volume four will be <laughs> releasing soon with, uh, with his 119 tracks. But this guy, it's like he's channeling his inner Johnny cash. And uh, yeah, for sure. Some of them are interesting. I mean, I, I still need to listen through all of these, and there's 149 songs. It's going to take me a little bit to yeah. listen through them. But uh, I, I do question his interpretation of Psalm 1 Blessed is the man who walks the line. I don't quite <laughs> understand it, but that's 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 a good one. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> you, he doesn't do that. Have you been have you been sitting on that one the whole time? Have you been waiting? <laughs> no. It popped into my head. I had to That get was it fantastic. Out no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I need to listen through through that. Um there's a couple bands I found this past week that have a lot of of psalms that I haven't listened through all the way. But um I've organized it. Uh in it's right now I have one through f- 150, and then the rockin' psalms. Uh, I have a couple holes uh, because there's a couple psalms that just get nothing. Um, I'm just waiting. I'm just I'm just waiting for a for a poor Bishop Hooper to to finish, and then we'll have a. Preview. You just got to get them to catch up. Got to get them to catch them <laughs> up. So in 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 two and a half years from now, when they do all of their 119, it'll be good. Um. So that was that was a that was a psalm model. Uh, that's what we went over during season two. Uh, the next section is a scripture element, and we focused a lot of this on season one. 
Uh, does the song accurately reflect the teaching and narratives found in scripture? I have the law. Is the law accurately represented through the mention of sin and man's fallen condition, God's holiness, justice, and wrath, and man's desperate need for salvation? Gospel, is the gospel accurately represented through the unmistakable mention of Jesus Christ, his completed work, and his free gift of grace? Scripture reference, is there any discernible specific passage of scripture that is accurately represented? And truth, do all of the truth claims in the song line up with the truth of scripture alone? Um, one thing I wanted to mention, when you are singing a psalm, you're probably not going to get a full gospel presentation because as we know, the gospel and the life of Christ and the crucifixion happened quite a bit after the completion of the Psalter. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many Psalms that will bring Christ into the picture. And I particularly like, like a lot of those, but um, I, I do want to remind our listeners that this isn't a, a pass fail. This isn't, well, if you're singing a Psalm, then you're not singing the gospel. Um, you know, obviously you're, these are designed to, to get you to think uh, while you're listening to a song and to, to think about it from multiple angles. If a song is going to quote a Psalm directly, it is not going to uh, accurately and completely uh, depict the gospel. Um, the excellence element. This is part three. This is what our season three is going to be about. We're, we, we talked briefly about this in season one. Uh, but we're going to go through each point of this during season three. I'm going to go ahead and read through all of this now. And, uh, and then as season three continues, we will go through each of these uh, one at a time. But as the song pursue excellence and strive toward God's standards of beauty and craft, lyrical beauty Do the lyrics utilize poetic devices, form, and mnemonic to grasp for objective beauty, accessibility, memorability, and an appropriate emotional connection? And then musical beauty. Does the music utilize prosody and surprise to grasp for objective beauty, accessibility, memorability, and an appropriate emotional connection? Lyrical composition. Are the lyrics crafted, creative, clever, and clear in a way that shows discernible care and attention to word choice, grammar, syntax, and understandability? And then musical composition. Is the music crafted, creative, clever, and clear in a way that shows discernible care and attention to melody, chord structure, basic music theory, and singability? Um, I imagine that just from this questionnaire alone, uh, we'll come up with about six episodes. Um, so season three, this will be one of our major focuses and we will, I'm hopefully going to be able to find some, uh, some guests to come on the show and, and kind of talk about, uh, their take on some of these. I have a few in mind, um, but I haven't been able to, uh, confirm any of them quite yet. But that's kind of the idea. Stay of, tuned. Of, More surprises. Stay tuned. 
More su- <laughs> always, always more surprises. That is the way at Balm and Gilead. Um, but yeah, so I, I have six episodes in mind to go through these. We might have a couple two-parters here and there, but um, yeah. So that is going to be the main focus of season three. Also, we will talk about type three music, as, uh, but we'll get more into that in just a little bit. First, I want to talk about the origin element. Uh, that is our fourth question in the questionnaire, fourth category. Um, and we, we talked a lot about this in season one as well. The origin element, does the song's origin have a negative impact on the song's reception? And I have added a question to this part, and I wanted to talk about that for just a little bit. Um, at the time the song was written, was the songwriter an active member of the visible church receiving the covenant blessings dispensed by the church? And this is the question that I added. Um, we talked a lot about this uh, when we were talking about Isaac Watts and Horatio Spafford, even Dustin Kindrew, which we will talk more about next episode. Uh, but I, I do believe that when the, the person who wrote the song at the time they wrote the song, if they were a part of the visible church and that particular song meets all other criteria, um, that that song is, is perfectly viable. If that person, uh, after writing and recording that song, uh, were to leave the church, walk away, uh, become a, uh, follower of something called process theology, uh, or something else, move to Jerusalem and start a cult, you know, all those cool things. <laughs> um, any song that they wrote during that time would be considered uh, inappropriate. But anything that they wrote while uh, as a member of the visible church under proper teaching and in um, receiving covenant blessings, uh, I would say that those songs are, are viable. Um, as well, as long as they meet all the other criteria, uh, modern post would be my my go to example of a of a modern band. Um, as I said, we're going to talk more about that next episode. But um, Dustin Kendrew, uh, his songs are just they're so beautiful. But he has since walked away from the faith, and so anything he wrote now, I would say, would be inappropriate. But all of his stuff that he wrote while at Mars Hill is fully appropriate. Uh, This next question I edited just a little bit. Uh, Does the songwriter or parent ministry currently have a public reputation of ascribing to affirming and or propagating false teaching? So if a, if someone was under the visible visible church, but now they are currently um, have a reputation of ascribing to affirming and or propagating false teaching, then that song would, would no longer be viable. Mm. Then uh, can you, in good conscience, pay the royalties to support the ministry of all copyright holders for the song in question? And can you, in good conscience, publicly support the full ministry of the songwriter by extension of approving the song in question? So uh, those two were, uh, we, we, did a couple episodes. Uh, Jesus paid it all. I always remember Jesus paid it all. 
is the episode title for the royalties argument. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if you play a Bethel song in church, uh, even if it's one that contains proper theology, you are still paying money to Bethel church to continue to propagate their, their, um, cultish, uh, message. So if you can in good conscience do that, then more power to you. I personally can't. So there's that. <laughs> well, uh, this sounds a little bit, Justin, like some of the things you were talking about that kind of led you to create sound and worship back a while ago. Um, does some of this ring true with, uh, kind of where you were at then? Yeah, definitely. I mean, th- it, those were such great questions and great points um, to to go through, you know, really, and, you know, to decide if you really want to be recommending artists and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely so. Uh, it's I could definitely say before Sound and Worship that um, I, had, I had to repent of this, but I, I would never have thought about those questions. Uh, so it's so refreshing to 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 hear those and to read about those questions and, um, you know, really uplifting for sure. Yeah. You're definitely not alone there, uh, Justin. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought about this, uh, this deeply back anytime before, I don't know, age 30 at least. So, <laughs> right. Um, and, and yeah. all of these questions in this form have been, written while we were recording this podcast. So maybe slightly before, but um, yeah, we, I used to drink the Hillsong Kool-Aid. I mean, it was, (laughs) uh, I don't, I don't know if I told you personally, but I I once got church disciplined for, uh, for saying that I think that oceans has bad theology in it. And that was, yeah, that was a time in my life where I like, I like, the light bulb went off and I was like, what? Wait, this is terrible. I have to tell my music. I have to tell my music minister now to protect him. And he didn't, he didn't take to it the way that I thought that he would. Oh, wow. And like they, they never do church discipline, but then they did did it for that. That's so ironic. (laughs) Yeah, it it is. Oh, me. Um, So, so go ahead, Grant. Oh, I was just going to say like, uh, yeah, so it sounds like that is definitely some stuff that rings true with uh, some of the things that you think about too on Sound of Worship through songs, uh, sorry, if songs could preach, that sort of thing. Right, yeah. I mean, we have an article. I have an article that I wrote on soundandworship.com, um, and it's how to choose a solid worship song, which I would I would say, you know, it it's probably a very broad version kind of, of, of what Brian just read. Uh, so really high level. Um, but it is, it goes, you know, I can definitely go through those points real quickly if, if you guys are all right with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So there's really just five quick points that I put together. Um, so I, and if you go to soundandworship.com, uh, I think it's like how dash two dash choose. And I'm not going to say every dash, but there's a dash where every space would be. Uh, but it's how to choose a solid worship song, and uh, there's like we'll a little, link to it in show notes. Yeah, that that'd be helpful. <laughs> but uh, there's a little, I, I guess you'd call it maybe an infographic on that that article, and it just says how to choose a solid worship song. Uh, the first question is who wrote it, uh, and I just 
wrote to that, be sure to find out who wrote the song. Did it come from a source that is known for false teaching or sound doctrine? The author does matter. Is this a source that your church should show approval of to new and learning believers? Um, next thing, next point that I touched on there was how long is it? Um, <laughs> and you can tell I was definitely like coming away from listening to to Hillsong and stuff, and, and kind of having that in the back of my mind. But um, just sure. you know, <laughs> you know Bethel and Hillsong, those songs are super long but uh, basically just to sum that point is you know try to keep it you know choose a song that's three or five minutes long I mean I'm not saying that you know I would be uh, dogmatic about that as some kind of rule or law to follow or anything like that but what do you have against Psalm 119 right (laughs) now that would (laughs) that would be really long (laughs) definitely Um, I guess you know just just kind of going towards those songs by Hillsong, you know, to where they're like 11 minutes of the same chorus, just repeated a thousand times. Um, uh-huh. You know, I, you know, I guess I'm sure you guys have probably mentioned like the spontaneous worship that they claim to go into at like Bethel and stuff like that, where they just, they're just continuously repeating. So um, I just say to be cautious on that point. Um the next point would be, can everyone sing it? Um, and, you know, that that's not something that everyone thinks about, but try to find a song that's easily singable. Um, you know, I know you guys' favorite artist that you mentioned, Lauren Daigle. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> she might be hard to sing with. Uh, I, oh, I personally I wouldn't check. recommend. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> no, I... I yeah, that that would be an example. I for other reasons I wouldn't recommend um, her work, but uh, you know, everyone needs to be able to sing it. So real time follow that, up. She is right. number one. Oh, she's nice. back. She, she oh, yeah. She overthrew yep. Elevation. Man, um, Elevation finally got yep. a number one, and then it got overthrown by you say again. That's yep. oh my goodness. Anyway, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Oh no, that was definitely that was a good. That update. was that was important. That was really important. We needed definitely that. was. <laughs> that it's was been a while too. since we had a Daigle watch. <laughs> oh me. Uh, the next point would be biblical lyrics. Obviously, um, is this are the lyrics? And a lot of times, this is not the case. I mean, it, it is sometimes, obviously, but but there are some songs written by Hillsong that y- you really it's hard to find anything that's not biblical. In some of their songs, I'm not saying all of them, uh, but still just the source there and what that ministry, quote unquote, stands for. Um, definitely something to to take into consideration. If the lyrics are bad, then that's just obviously uh, something to avoid. And then why'd you pick it? Um, and that was definitely the Southern mind. Now that, now that I go over that, why'd you pick it? I combined why and did, but why'd you pick it? Um, I like it. That's yeah, <laughs> but that's that's just the question to ask yourself. Um, why did you pick the song "Worship Leader"? Did you pick it because you knew that your audience knows that song and that uh, you know it's it's one of the most popular songs, or did you pick a song because it, it's singing about the truth of God and and His attributes and does it glorify God? You know, there's there's two completely different things there, so. Those are those five high-level points. 
Yeah, I like how practical that is. Um, you know, Brian's list obviously very well thought through, and you know we've been working with that and molding it over time, and it's it, it kind of fulfills some sort of uh, like the uh, kind of the overall uh, thinking of the, through the song from the standpoint of the theology from the standpoint of the song itself, that sort of a thing. Whereas your list is more practical for the, for the actual uh, worship leader uh, able to quickly discern like, okay, uh, running through these quick five points, you know, is this a song I should be singing on Sunday morning? And so I, I really feel they kind of complement each other fairly well. Yeah. yeah I think yeah, so I, too. Yeah. I especially liked the just the why did why did you pick it? Um, I remember <laughs> in in seminary, I, one of my teachers was like, "Don't let CCLI pick your songs. Like like mm-hmm. seriously, don't let the CCLI top ten songs be your top ten songs. Right? Like, come on, do do your own work. Um, and and that's just I don't know. Like I the the church the the aforementioned church that I was church disciplined at. That's what it was like. Their their top ten songs. It was they're all the top ten CCLI songs, and and I even remember talking with the music minister when we were still on good terms, and it was he just was like, man, I just I just don't know how to get the church to sing. I just cannot figure out how to get the church to sing. Every time, like I'm playing songs they know, they I know they know all these songs. They're all on the radio. They're all listening to the radio, but they're not singing along. I cannot figure it out. And, uh, and it's like, uh, yeah, it's as uh, Presby Cast said, you should have told them, stop singing them. It's like, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, totally, like. I totally, I totally should have led with that. Like that would have made things even so much better. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, people want to sing hymns because that's the, that, those are the songs that you sing in church. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's the best reason to sing hymns. Um, I, and, and it's funny, like growing up for me, it was always, you know, the worship wars is always the new stuff versus the hymns. And now I'm like, I'm at a church that sings only hymns. And I'm like, man, I just wish they'd sing more Psalms. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just, it's, it's so interesting how, how that I've never thought that I would be in that place. But, you know, why are you choosing these particular songs? Are you choosing them because you think the people know them because they're popular? Or are you choosing them because they have, they have led you deeper in your walk with Christ because of the richness of the lyrics? Um, I mean, I think yeah. that, that, is, that is so important. Um, something that we are planning on adding to our question we're planning on doing a fifth section on worldview uh that'll be probably season four um that we talk about that but uh that'll be kind of discerning between type three type four and type five music um and just recap on that type three music is music written by christians to be enjoyed by anyone um so that would be uh, Switchfoot, Colony House, um, The Dailies, those types of bands that are not writing "quote unquote" Christian music, but are writing from a from a Christian worldview. They're uh, bands of Christians rather than Christian bands. 
Sure. <laughs> they were they're writing from a Christian worldview. We'll we'll go with that. Um and so the uh type four music would be songs written from a non-Christian worldview, but that tackle very similar subject matter uh, that are, I would say, adjacent to the Christian worldview, not necessarily completely opposed to it, but that um, that ask the same philosophical questions that that Christian music asks, but that don't come up with the right answers. Uh, the two bands I like to go to with this are Imagine Dragons and um, Lumineers. Those probably represent the two like bookends of what I listen to as far as genre. But both of them have songs that are just like so stinking close to the Christian worldview, but that just miss it. Um, mm. uh, and I'd say uh, Modern Thrice falls into that category as well. Um, and more on that next episode. Um, type five music would probably be your Cardi B, and um, <laughs> you you knew I was going to bring that up, but um, so <laughs> your I, I the go to song that I actually think about for type five music is a Bruno Mars song called "Locked Out of Heaven," which mm. um, equates what the biblical worldview depicts as a sin or a sinful action. The Bruno Mars song depicts that as a salvific action. So whereas Mm -hmm. the Christian worldview says this is absolutely wrong. uh, The Bruno Mars song says, this is, this is salvation here on earth. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and he uses biblical, like he uses almost like religious language to describe um, extramarital sexual relations as something that is salvific. And uh, and so I would classify that as just completely inappropriate to listen to, um, and not it's not useful. It, the only usefulness it might have is for is is academic, um, but as far as entertainment value, Christians should just completely avoid that. Um, so questions about worldview that'll come season four, but season three we're going to talk about um, type three music. Uh, musical excellence is, I would say, completely universal. The, the, the idea of excellence in music, any music, no matter what you're listening to, type one, type two, type three, type four, you shouldn't be listening to type five. Um, but all music that we should be listening to um, should uh, ascribe to some sort of musical excellence. And so we're going to also take this opportunity in season three to talk about type three music, um, since it should ascribe to the same level of musical excellence as type one or type 0.5. If you want to get technical uh, with our Psalm paraphrases, Uh, they all should ascribe to some sort of musical excellence. So we will take time in this season to, uh, to highlight the some really good type three music as well, um, and uh, so that is what we should expect uh, from here on out. Next episode, specifically, we're going to talk about um, we're going to do another song versus song. Uh, John Foreman, uh, the uh, frontman for Switchfoot, put out a solo project his third solo project um 
a couple months ago. And, uh, and it is, I really, really, really enjoy this, this album, um, called departures. I'm going to give a review of that album on our next episode. So I won't take too much more time with that, but, um, in it, he has a song called Jesus. I have my doubts. Uh, we'll link to it in this episode just to kind of get you guys to get familiar with it. Um, but it's just such a strong, such a strong song for, I wouldn't necessarily classify as type three because it is called Jesus. I have my doubts. So by that, it should be type one for personal worship, but it's a John Foreman as an artist uh, hangs out in the type three realm. Um, And then we're going to talk about a Dustin Kendrew song uh, or thrice song as well, which would have been type three had he not uh, walked away from the faith. Um, so that'll be our, our next episode, song versus song. And then we'll get into the, the, uh, the excellence element in the questionnaire. And then uh, hopefully sporadically here and there, we'll have some more interviews. Um, something else to expect in season three is probably an uptick in quality uh, and sound quality. We are trying something new uh, where we are recording ourselves and we will be uh trying to run through some filters maybe cut out some background noise uh doing stuff like that so hopefully our our sound quality is going to increase part of that is because we are bringing someone else onto our team someone who is pretty good at uh at that and specifically yeah uh so uh it's this guy i don't know if you know him his name is justin ray Mm. um is he he Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this the same Justin Ray who was named by Angler's Magazine as <laughs> the Permit Whisperer? I'm not sure. Justin, do you have any comment? <laughs> um, I have searched my name on Google before and seen exactly what you're talking about, but no. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> uh, so there's a, there's a Brian J. Emerson who is a uh, chiropractor in the, the the greater St. Louis area. And it's not me, but mm. I went to it, but I went to a local chiropractor and they asked me if I was him. And I said, no, oh. but, I'm aware <laughs> that, but I'm aware that he exists because I'm apparently pretty him. famous there, but yeah. So we're switching over to a fishing format for uh, <laughs> next season. Uh, kind of the three of us out on the water. <laughs> three of us. Well, we'll get, we'll get Jim Briggs and it'll all be good. Okay. <laughs> well, he can do the uh, yeah. He can do I, the 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 Wisconsin uh, minister yeah, that's what, bit. That's what I was thinking. Oh yeah. my word! <laughs> those are some of my favorites. Yeah. So uh, yeah, those are, those are pretty good. I liked when uh, Hellcat Maggie found them there. Um, <laughs> that was bad for everybody. And Justin has no idea what we're talking about. I uh, do not. So this is lightest form of flogging. Our lightest form podcast. of flogging oh, is our yes, sister yes. podcast. You aren't aware because you're the newbie here. But uh, mm-hmm. if you're struggling to follow along, Justin Ray is not just going to be on this episode. He is with <laughs> us for the long haul. Um, oh man! So we <laughs> we uh, really enjoyed we- getting to meet him over the last couple months uh, via text and. Uh, and we, Grant and I, unanimously decided independently that we would really like Justin to be a part of this team. 
And I was like, Hey, Grant, I'm really thinking this. And he's like, I've been thinking the same thing. So, uh, so we talked to Justin and Justin's like, I think I'd like to be on your podcast more than I'd like to be on my podcast. <laughs> and, uh, and to that, I say, you still should have your own podcast, but I, I, I would, I wouldn't mind being on it from time to time. I, I, I would kind of be interested to see what a, uh, what a NAR song would preach. Um, I think that could be. Oh, wow. That, that could be a be. parody of if songs could preach. That would be very fascinating. I, yeah. I'd be kind of scared of the result. Yes. Right, if if songs couldn't preach, right? If songs couldn't <laughs> preach, absolutely. That's uh, that's it. <laughs> so oh, man, I'm excited to join you guys. You know, if let's mark this this day. Uh, but if you start getting some negative, you know, Apple podcast reviews. Uh, <laughs> you, Speaking of Apple podcast, requires to get Apple reviews. Yes, we have two, <laughs> and we're coming up on the one year anniversary of our second. So, uh, if you're listening, if you're to this, out there. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm going to ask. I don't. We don't talk about this very often, but yeah, please just give us a five star review and and uh, and leave us a review as well because we we only have two and we do thank. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the first one was from Karen Greenfield, though it doesn't have a real name. And then I know the second one was from uh, Laura Watson. So, uh, so please, yeah. thank you, thank you both, Karen and Lauren. But if you are listening to this and you have not left us a review, please just go and say, even like give us a five star review and say they I, uh, they'd be all right. I'd be okay with that if if that's all you wrote was they I. Um, <laughs> I once wrote a five star review for the Babylon B podcast and said <laughs> Babylon B is often sometimes fairly funny, and they actually read that one on their show. Oh, that was wow. pretty. I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, um, you've been on like the Babylon B podcast twice. Oh no, no, you were on uh, on. Uh, you were on uh, uh, Gospel Riot. I was. I was on Gospel Riot. Yeah, that was exciting. I was just listening, and all of a sudden, it came on. And I was like, "What?" Yeah, Wild. yeah. I was pretty. I was. I'm. I'm glad that I didn't tell you that I called in. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of fun. And, and, and you were and you were on Presbycast once. Well, we both were. Yeah, but you talked a lot more than I did. Oh, <laughs> I said, yeah, you I sure up. did. I was, I, I was, I set you up for that one. I said, yeah, you up for that one. I walked right in. You did. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Justin, we're, we're really excited to have you. Um, and if you want to talk with Justin or myself or Brian, we do that on Slack and that's uh, slack.techreformation.com. You can find us at the Balm in Gilead channel there. Uh, or you can email us at thereis at balmcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. Love uh, sharing your, your stuff on the show. So please send it to us and we would be happy to potentially use it in an upcoming show. And let's be honest, we really, we really like need that so that we can actually talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like the direction of this podcast, write in with your complaints today <laughs> address those to brian jemerson brian jemerson uh, that's it <laughs> so uh, you know, i know we're trying to wrap up but one of the questions that we do like to ask our our guests when when they come on even when they are permanent guests uh are is there a psalm that has been personally meaningful to you or that you um kind of find yourself going back to time and time again. 
Yeah, definitely. So uh, Psalm 22, uh, that's that's one that I've just always thought of for, for years. Um, and just, just the prophecy of kind of how it parallels to the crucifixion of, of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, and towards the latter part of that psalm. And uh, one thing, too, I recently did an episode on if psalms could preach uh, on the song Forsaken Me, uh, which is about Psalm 22 uh, by my soul among lines. So uh, that was that was a win to find that for sure. Uh, but, but yeah, definitely. If if you haven't read Psalm 22, which I hope if you're listening to this that you have, but if you haven't, go check it out right now. Yeah, we'll have a link in the show notes, especially. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm typing away, <laughs> I'm getting there. So um, Psalm 22, uh, is there something about that? I mean, obviously, we look forward to Christ. Um, this is one of the ways that the... You know, one of the criticisms that we often hear too about the Psalms is that the, you don't see Jesus in the Psalms, but yet here we have the very words of Christ uh, that he took on himself. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I was just curious if you, you were saying a little bit about that, but I, is there a, something um, about the the Psalm itself that you um, kind of appreciate is her. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely like the prophecy. Like uh, you know, I, you know, I, I read out of the the non armenian Standard Bible. I think is what it stands for. The, the <laughs> NASB. I, I completely stole that from the Just Thinking podcast, by the way. But <laughs> yeah, I wanted to talk about that too, but we haven't had an occasion yet. Maybe this right. is too late. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, but I, you know, just paraphrasing, I'm not sure exactly what rules there are for, for quoting out of a specific, uh, you know, translation or anything like that. But, but, you know, just looking at verse 18, how it talks about, you know, they divided my garments uh, and it talks about casting lights um, for the clothes and and how that parallels to what the gospel writers wrote. Um, Just Prophecy in general, just Old Testament to New Testament prophecy is is just something that I've always, in, in my walk with Christ, I've always loved. Um, just that, just seeing God work in that way. And um, it's a great kind of faith builder, I guess you would say. Um, you know, something good to, to remind yourself of, of God's sovereignty and uh, and. You know his prophecies are amazing, so that that would be the main thing that sticks out in that that psalm. Um, That's awesome, my, man. One of my favorite in the in the gospel narrative. Uh, you know, there's a, I think there's a tradition with the rabbis where they would say the first line of a psalm, and the people that are around them, like their students, are supposed to finish the psalm. Um, and so when he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? They should have realized he was quoting Psalm 22 and mm. they should have been able to quote the rest of Psalm 22 and see, and see what was going on. But instead what they said was, is he calling for Elijah? Is Elijah supposed to come and, and save him? Let's all wait for Elijah to come and save him. And so they completely mm. missed. They didn't even understand what he said, missed the point and, uh, and were completely redirected to something else. Which I think is, uh, uh, I think that is really uh, telling of 
the human condition and what we often do ourselves. Definitely. That's a great point for sure. I've never, I've not thought about that. That's awesome. That makes me love it even more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Definitely a really good one. Um, Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So uh, that is all we have for today. And uh, I look forward to a, a fun season three. Uh, I look forward to the changes. I look forward to, to kind of growing in this fellowship. Uh, but for now, I'm going to say, uh, thy works, not mine, O Christ, speak gladness to this heart. They tell me all is done. They bid my fear depart. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Love lifted me, love lifted me when nothing else could help. Love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me when nothing else could help. Love lifted me.
lifted me when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me when nothing else could help.